Hello, Deacon Allen here again, and we're moving on to Unit 8 of Collins's uh, the Primer of Ecclesiastical Latin. Here we're going to introduce you to a couple of, uh, um, well, uh, to the imperfect indicative in both the active and the passive uh, uh, for all four conjugations. The imperfect uh, indicative or the, is, is a... Um, is a past progressive tense that it has it, it's about something in the past that has uh, a continuous action in English we might use a simple past tense for that or we might have use a construction like um, was doing you know something like that um, but in Latin uh, it's the the imperfect uh, tense and uh, in the imperfect tense is generally formed by taking the present stem. Remember, how do you get the present stem? You take the second principal part of the verb and you drop the RE, uh, although sometimes that, that uh, stem vowel will shorten or, you know, if it's a, if it's a long vowel. Um, and then you add ba, <laughs> like a sheep. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if he, I was about to make a joke about sheep being very imperfect because sheep are really just unbelievably dumb. Um, <laughs> you feel like you look into their eyes and you can see the back of their skulls. Um, but anyway, um, ba is the is added to that present stem and then the ending for the the um, uh, uh, person and number. And the endings, you know, uh, we've seen uh, M and O as common endings for first person uh, singular, obviously moose for second person, uh, for first person plural, um, uh, uh, the, an S for third person singular, second person singular, a T for a third person singular, atis or tis for a second person plural, and the NT for third person plural, and those will kind of carry forward here. So those are good clues where we're going. So let's take our sample uh, uh, paradigm, uh, first conjugation verb, laudo, laudare, laudavi, laudatus, to praise. Present stem, right, we drop the RE off the second principal part, so we get lauda. And then the imperfect base would be lauda plus ba, plus the ending. So we get laudaba. So for, um, uh, and again, just as with when we were uh, conjugating um, uh, in the, with the present stem alone, uh, that long A in the ba can shorten before certain consonants. So it shortens uh, in the first person singular. So we get laudabam. I was praising. I praised. I was praising. It's got that sense of a, of a, of a, of a, a progressive uh, action in the past. Uh, so in the second person singular, we get laudabas. You were praising. Third person laudabat. Uh, he, she, or it was praising. And the plural would be laudabamus, laudabatis and laudabant. Again, the A shortens there. They, you know, they were praising. All right. Um, 
the second conjugation, again, is going to follow the same basic thing. We take that, that uh, um, present stem, which is the second principal part, we drop the RE, and then we add BA. So we get monet, our sample uh, verb is moneo, monere, monui, monitus, to warn or to advise. Uh, we get monebam, monebas, monebat, monebamus, monebatis, monebant. All right. With the third conjugation, remember we have two uh, uh, forms there. We have the O form and the IO form. So our, our paradigm uh, O form would be the verb duco, ducere, duxi, ductus, to lead. The present stem is, again, take that second principal part, drop the RE, we get duce, although here it can lengthen. The, the, the short uh, E can lengthen to a long E. So the, uh, uh, or it does lengthen to a long E. And so uh, you take duce plus ba. Again, so you get duceba as the imperfect base. So you get ducebam, ducebas, ducebat, ducebamus, ducebatis, duce, ducebant. The IO form, again, remember we, we drop the RE off of the second principal part, but it becomes, instead of cape, it becomes capie. And then we add ba. So we get capieba is the is the imperfect base. So we get capiebam, capiebas, capiebat, capiebamus, capiebatis, capiebant. That means capio, uh, capere, cepi, captus, to take or to receive. Uh, and then the fourth conjugation, again, this is all really easy because it's all very regular. I, I, it's unusual in Latin where you get something that is uh, that is so very regular uh, across all four conjugations but here we get our uh, we do the same thing with the fourth conjugation we take our second principal part we drop the re and then we add ba although because um, it is Latin it has to have that complication that we are you know we take if we were to take the second principal part of our sample verb here audio audire audivi auditus to here uh, we get Audi, right? But that becomes Audi A, just as the uh, um, uh, in the third conjugation we have that with the IO type uh, verb. All right, so we get Audiebam, Audiebas, Audiebat, Audiebamus, Audiebatis, Audiebant. All right. So that's the imperfect indicative active. Looking at the imperfect indicative passive, we do the same thing. We take the uh, um, imperfect base as we had constructed it with the, uh, with the active, but we add the passive endings. So with our sample verb, laudo, laudare, laudavi, laudatus in the first conjugation, our imperfect base will be laudaba, right? So we add the passive ending. So we get laudabar, I was being praised. Okay, Laudabaris, or again, because that are can be used here, you can say laudabare. Now here, we're not going to get confused that it looks like the infinitive, uh, because that isn't the infinitive, right? Because of the ba uh, element in there. But it's that same thing that we do where you can have two forms for the second person singular. So, laudabaris, laudabare, 
uh, you, singular, were being praised. Laudabatur, he, she, or it was being praised. Laudabamur, we were being praised. Laudabamini, you, plural, were being praised. And laudabantur, they were being praised. Uh, again, just as we've seen with the other forms, you know, the, the that uh, A in the ba can shorten before certain consonants. Second conjugation, again, the same thing. We get our imperfect base with the uh, um, with the uh, the passive endings. So with our our paradigm verb moneo monere monui monitus to warn, we get monebar. I was being warned or advised. Monebaris or monebare. Um, and here again, yeah, it doesn't look like the the uh, uh, infinitive for a second conjugation because it's that long a. But anyway, it's the same form there. Monebaris, monebari, monebare. Sorry, uh, monebatur. He, she, or it was being warned or advised. Monebamur, monebamini, monebantur. With uh, the third conjugation, again, it's all the same thing. Uh, the O form, we get to duceba as our for duco ducere duxi ductus. Uh, we get uh, uh, duceba as our as our uh, imperfect base, so we get ducebar. I was being led. Uh, ducebaris or ducebare. Uh, you singular were being led. Ducebatur. He, she, or it was being led. In the plural forms, we have ducebamur, ducebamini, ducebantur. Uh, and again, with the io, as we get to capie, with, with capio, capere, cepi, captus, our imperfect base is capieba. So we just add those endings again. It's all very regular. Capiebar, capiebaris, capieba, or capiebare, capiebatur, capiebamur, capiebamini, capiebantur. I was being taken, or they were in the third person plural, capiebantur, they were being taken. All right. Fourth conjugation, again, the same thing, just as we got to our imperfect base uh, um, by adding ba to the, uh, the, um, uh, uh, to the present stem, well, with it, and, you know, with the IE, uh, added to it. We get, for our sample verb, audio, audire, audivi, auditus, we get audieba, and then we add the passive endings, audiebar, audiebaris, audiebare, uh, audiebatur, you know, he, she, or it was being heard, um, audiebamur, we were being heard, audiebamini, you, plural, were being heard, audiebantur, they were being heard. All right. So uh, that is all nice and regular. It's like putting the pieces together of a puzzle to, uh, to conjugate, which is why we call it conjugating, because again, con yugo, I join, or join together uh, the, the pieces to form these different uh, uh, forms of the verb. All right. I hope that was clear. Uh, and so when you do your drills later on, you'll be, you know, uh, uh, Take, you know, the verbs that you're going to, that you've learned, you know, play around with it. Obviously, you've got a lot of verbs that you've learned so far, so you don't necessarily need to do all of them. But uh, just kind of with your flashcards that you've been making, just uh, uh, grab a, 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 a verb um, 
and uh, and write it out in its various forms, you know, uh, um, just so that you can uh, um, uh, remember and kind of feel how that how that works with verbs other than your sample verb here. Okay. Uh, now, one of these grammatical points, subordination of com or complex sentences. We can have different clauses uh, that may be independent clauses or dependent clauses. Independent clauses could be their own sentence. Dependent clauses are not their own sentence, although sometimes we could. it could be a separate sentence and we join it together with a conjunction. Um, uh, if there's a like a a, a, a meaning uh, that they you know the one the one clause explains something about the other about the other clause, um, example of two independent clauses that aren't don't seem like they're at all connected or they <laughs> leaves it up to the hearer to try to come up with any sort of connection. We have you know it rained the picnic was postponed, okay. Well, is there a connection between them? Not necessarily, um, but uh, but if we say and so if we turn that into a single sentence just with a word like and, we get it rained and the picnic was postponed. Okay, we got one sentence. They're not the the, the clear connection is not made explicit, but if we said because it rained, the picnic was postponed. Now we have uh, two clauses, but they're really connected with a sense of causality. The one follows from the other as an explanation. As with English, so with Latin, you can do this and uh, these adverbial clauses, because they're called adverbial because they, they are to the verb. <laughs> they modify the verb. In this case, they explain perhaps why uh, the event was postponed, which is our verb, um, or when something happened, or, uh, you know, um, uh, um, a concessive uh, thing or conditional, cause, you know, causal uh, cases, uh, um, clauses, uh, explaining uh, or adding some extra shade of meaning to our verb. So Latin does exactly what English can do. So you can say, you know, when it rained, when it started raining, the picnic ended abruptly, <laughs> you know, something like that, right? That would maybe temporal. Um, uh, concessive is that although, mm. although it threatened rain, we went ahead with the picnic anyway, you know. Um, conditional, if it rains, we'll postpone the picnic, I think. Or in causal, ca uh, causal, uh, you know, because it rained, we postpone the picnic. Okay. Um, in clausal, or causal clauses, clausal clauses, uh, <laughs> clausal causes, um, in causal clauses, uh, there are some words that we can use, like quia, quod, quoniam. You know the mass in Latin, you know, in the Gloria, we get quoniam tu solus sanctus, because you alone are holy. Um, 
So uh, anyway, that, so these, these, these words can be used to introduce that, uh, that adverbial clause. And so we get an example of Dominus laudamus quia, or quod, or quoniam, sanctus est. We praise the Lord, quoniam, because sanctus est, he is holy. Um, and then another grammatical point, uh, and there are different ways of doing this, and this is just number one, <laughs> uh, uh, for uh, object clauses, indirect statements. Okay? An indirect statement functions grammatically as a noun, um, although it's its own clause. Uh, in English, we might introduce it with a, with a subordinating conjunction, that. Uh, lawyers will do that a lot. I find when I write, I use a lot of that's because that's my background. Um, but uh, uh, I remember that stylistically, I was always told by my English professors not to do that <laughs> uh, because uh, it, it made the sentences um, stiff. Uh, philosophers use that a lot as well, and that was my undergraduate degree. Uh, so I got hit it with both angles. But, uh, but anyway, in English, we'll, use, we'll do that to, to set aside that, that subordinating, with that subordinating conjunction to set aside that clause. Um, an indirect statement in the form of an object clause in Latin occurs after a verb um, of saying or knowing or thinking. And... Um, and it's, in, it's introduced by a subordinating conjunction like quod quia or quonium, that. Um, uh, and, uh, and, um, and you may use an indicative mood so that it's, it has that sense of, of contingency to it. Uh, so it, it's, in, in, uh, in English, we might use the subjunctive mood, though we've tended, our subjunctive mood has tended to, um, to disappear uh, in recent decades or centuries and be replaced by something that looks a lot more like a past tense. Um, but anyway, we've, we've talked about that before. But and, and, um, So if you say you have a direct statement, I am a Christian, Christianus sum, or if you're a woman, Christiana sum. If you're putting it in a dire- indirect s- statement, so... Um, um, you know, uh, you used to say to somebody, or in this case, you know, he used to tell Peter, uh, dicebat Petro, quia, or quoniam, or quod, Christianus erat. He used to tell Peter that he was a Christian. So, uh, quia Christianus erat functions like a noun, like the direct object of the sentence, even though it's its own clause, right? Um, quia quod quonia mean both because and that in this way of making the objective clause. Uh, you'll be able to tell by context whether it's a subs- adverbial or a substantive. Okay. Um, another note we're given here on page 69, dico as a verb of saying or telling takes an indirect object right because we say to peter and the uh the um uh indirect object is in the dative 
but it would take a, a, um, and a direct object in the form of the uh, the the uh, um, indirect statement, right? Quia Christianus erat. Um, Latin likes to imitate Greek a lot uh, because Greek was the language of learning um, in the ancient world. Uh, so in imitation of Greek, you, there is an, uh, an anticipatory accusative. Um, that can be used uh, if you're putting the, uh, you know, the quoniam not at the beginning of the clause, but in the middle of the clause. So we get dixit, uh, he said, right? Dixit Jesum, because it's a direct object, right? But he, he said Jesum, quoniam erat filius dei. He said, Jesus, literally, he said Jesus that he was the son of God, which is the same thing as saying, Dixit quoniam Jesus erat filius Dei, right? I mean, Jesus is the subject of the verb erat in that clause. But because you're using this anticipatory accusative, it's a complication. It's again. It's a. It's something from Greek that educated Romans like to use because it showed they knew Greek. I suppose. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that can that can throw you for a loop because you're thinking, wait a minute, Jesum, But then I've got erat. Wait, what? What is that? Um, he said Jesus that he was the Son of God. Okay, but it you know it, it doesn't make grammatical sense to us in English. But anyway, they do that in Latin. Um, a primary tense in a direct statement may be retained after the secondary main verb. Um, dixit quod est Christianus. He said that I am a Christian, or that he that he is a Christian, right? but it has the sense of past tense because he said it in the past. So you may have a secondary main verb that keeps the primary tense. It's a little different than in English, I think. Um, as in both, and then moving on to another grammatical point, ellipsis. Um, as in English, Latin will do this a lot where if you've got you're talking about two things, but you have you're using you would use the same verb for both of them. Um, you don't have to use the verb again. <laughs> okay, so um, if I'm talking about you know she sings as well as Amy sings, right? I can say in English she sings as well as Amy. With the understood sings or does or you know something like that, right? Um, uh, Dan is taller than I am tall, right? But I don't have to say the rest. It's going to be ellipsis. It's like a dot, 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 you know? Um, I went for a walk, but Meg didn't go for a walk. <laughs> okay. Um, and so you can do the same thing in Latin. Boni deum laudan sed mali non. You 
as it, non laudat, right? Um, but the good good men praise God, but evil men don't. Um, okay, and in order to form that sentence, he gave you a, a, a coordinate another coordinating uh, conjunction that you haven't heard yet um, said, but or yet. It can also mean yet, depending on context. All right, moving on to our uh, vocabulary. Um, there's a, uh, this is a, it's presented as a verb, but it really doesn't occur uh, on its own. Uh, it only when you, in, in, in with a, with, with a, uh, um, uh, with an, a uh, preposition attached to it. Pleo, plere, plebi, pletus. Um, to fill or to complete. Uh, and obviously, compleo, complere, complevi, completus, to fulfill or to accomplish is where we get our word complete, right? From completus. Um, but if you can, you can add ad to it, you can add cum and get, you see, you get ad impleo, ad implere, ad implevi, ad impletus, to fulfill. Um, and compleo, we've talked about impleo, implere, implevi, impletus, to fulfill or to accomplish. They all have the same general meaning, but they, uh, but uh, with a slight shade of difference here. Repleo, replere, leprevi, repletus, to, to fill or complete. Um, and we get our English word replete out of this, like, you know, the, the evidence in the case, Your Honor, is replete with uh, lies and whatever. Okay, uh, it's full of, you know, whatever. So, um, um, rego, regere, rexi, rectus, to rule, to guide, to govern. This is obviously related to words we already know, regnum, a kingdom, uh, or reign, uh, regina, queen, um, and we haven't learned yet because we haven't learned the third declension of nouns, but rex uh, is obviously related to this. That means king. And so again, as in Latin, you've got the verb by itself has that sense, but you can also uh, add uh, um, a uh, preposition onto it that will often uh, um, assimilate to the first consonant in the verb. Uh, so we get corrigo, corrigere, correxi, correctus, to correct. And that's we're adding cum to rego. And just as with some other verbs that the vowel might, internal vowel might change as well, and that does here. Um, dirigo, dirige, direxi, directus, to direct. Um, and erigo, erigere, erexi, erectus, to raise up or to erect, right? As we use the same word in English. All right. Oh, good. Another, a nice little um, neuter second declension noun, incensum incensi, uh, incense. Meritum meriti, merit. Silencium silencii. Uh, Silence. Okay, these are, yeah. And then an adjective, some adjectives here that are of the first and second declension adjectives. So we get angelicus, angelica, angelicum, angelic, uh, contritus, aum, 
contrite, you know, just like our English word. Here's one that uh, that comes up. Um, uh, I, I see it a lot in the Psalms. Um, cunctus, cuncta, cunctum, all or each has that sense of each as well. Um, gloriosus, gloriosa, gloriosum, glorious, obviously. Um, gratus, grata, gratum, plus the dative, has the sense of pleasing or agreeable to. Remember, the dative has that sense by itself of two or four often, and so this just makes sense. If, uh, um, you know, this book is pleasing uh, to Peter, um, liber uh, gratus, Petro. Um, all right. Mirus aum, wonderful. Obviously, that's related to our English word miraculous or, you know, also to mirage or miracle or mirror for that matter, which is funny because I don't think that when I see myself in the mirror, I am wonderful. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, but admire comes from that, too, with odd in front of it, right? Um, mundus aum is pure or clean. Now here, this might throw you because we have a form, we have mundum world. <laughs> and here we could also mean uh, pure or clean in the neuter uh, adjective. So, uh, you know, Again, you'll know from context, which is being referred, whether it's a noun or, or, or the adjective, and they're not related, okay? The world is not particularly clean or pure. <laughs> Immundus, aum, is impure, unclean. Sacro sanctus, here we're doubling up, right? We're saying, holy, holy, this is, you know... Um, so sacrosanctus is holy or venerable. I mean, it's more than just sanctus or sacer. Um, in uh, uh, Hebrew does that a lot, where Hebrew will like double up the word by way of emphasis. So for example, if you have a really literal translation of the, the story at the beginning of Genesis of the fall of man in the garden. And uh, they're told, if you eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die, most of our English translations say. But the Hebrew is quite literally, you will die, the dying, you will die the death. <laughs> so uh, um, it's a, uh, uh, um, a way of emphasis. Um, and so here, Latin is doing the same thing. Sacrosanctus, uh, you know, uh, it's sacrosanct. It is kind of doubly holy, right? Salutifer aum is salutary or saving. Now, this is salus, uh, save, uh, saving or, um, or, you know, health. Um, and then uh, facere, to... to um, to make, to do. So this is salutary. It is making safe or making, you know, saving, right? Um, supernus aum, heavenly or celestial. Uh, we use, uh, you know, sup, 
kernel <laughs> uh, in English. Uh, but here, because that super has the sense of above or over, you know, it has that sense of, of heavenly here. Uh, terenus, aum, is earthly, obviously related to terra. Um, etiam is an intensifying adjective, so also or even. Um, etiam pronobis sub poncio pilato. <laughs> um, uh, so even for us, also for us, he suffered under Pontius Pilate. Um, iterum is an adverb that means again, although it usually has the sense of a begin of of once again. So it doesn't. It's not like over and over, a continuous thing. Um, um, iterum. Um, yam. He writes this with a J, but it's because it's that adjective, it's that it's that consonantal I, often in in uh, ecclesiastical texts, uh, more recent ones you'll see it spelled with a with an I, but it's the that adjective, or that, I keep saying adjective. I mean that that uh, consonant that uh, it, that is pronounced like a Y, so yam, not the jam that we put on our bread. Um, and it means already, or now, or soon, um, in the sense of, like, immediate. <laughs> um, per means through, and this is a preposition that takes the accusative. Remember, the accusative with a lot of prepositions has that sense of motion, so that's what that means. Um, post with the accusative means after or behind. All right. Um, we use that in English phrases like that come directly from Latin, like post-mortem, you know, after death. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, uh, quando is an interrogative uh, adjective. It means when, which is completely unchanged in a lot of the daughter languages, the modern romance languages, quando in Italian and Spanish means the same thing. In French, it becomes quand, uh, but it's the same word uh, when. Quia, we've already talked about that as a subordinate conjunction, that or because. Quod, same thing. Quonium, same thing. Um, said uh, means but or yet. Um, and Although you haven't been shown this here, just as with and, et, et has the sense of both and, uh, said, said would have the sense of uh, neither, <laughs> you know, uh, neither this nor that. Um, um, all right. then, or at that time, which is related to nunc, which was now, if you remember. Um, okay, vocabulary. Uh, we talked about this, how pleo only occurs in compound form. Um, uh, and... Uh, um, yeah, and some of these verbs are, are taken from words that we already are, have 
uh, have learned, you know, so, and some of these verbs are some of these adjectives as well. Um, angelicus, angelic is obviously a form of angelus, right? And, and gloriosus is obviously related to gloria. Um, we talked about making sure that you separate uh, mundus aum from mundus mundi, the world. Um, yeah, I think we've talked about all of these and we've talked about our derivatives. So anyway, for your homework, again, do the drills on page uh, uh, 71, or you know, you can even do more than that if you want, uh, because uh, you've been making flashcards, I hope. Um, and uh, uh, and then uh, uh, also continuing on to 72 and 73 with our exercises, and we'll look at you know some of them um, uh, next time. All right, very good. Uh, that's unit eight. Uh, next unit, unit nine, uh, looks like we'll be moving on to the future. Uh, back to the future. We'll be moving on to the to the future um, tenses. Uh, all right, very good. God bless you. Talk to you later.